37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Pixelated Paranormal, Hidden Treasures, greetings from the brand new feed. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I thought about calling this one episode 61 and a half, because that's where this bad boy's falling on the new podcast feed. My name is Sean, and the cords on my desk are a fucking nightmare. Holy cow. Ooh. Yeah, and with me as always is Presto. What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crocodunes and crocodingos and ghosts and ghostettes? <laughs> Fair. <Yeah. laughs> Covered a wide variety there. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you guys can see, this is not episode 252 like I swore it would be on the 28th of September, but. Uh, as everything else in life, especially uh, in this podcast, nothing goes the way it's planned. And my upload speeds on Cox Communication Internet are fucking atrocious. And as you can tell, I've only been able to upload 61 episodes to the brand new feed. Yeah, Cox, uh, they're they're partnering with AT&T in mm. uh Kansas right now for like rural development and they're trying to get out to like western Kansas and areas that typically don't have high speed internet so mm-hmm. where I'm at because I'm sandwiched out in the middle of nowhere between Andover and Augusta like growing up you know we couldn't have like cable TV um, mm-hmm. when we did get internet it had to be dial up and um, so when I moved out here and took over this house we got um Velocity, which is uh, satellite internet from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Butler Co-op, which honestly, uh, once they finally got off their lazy asses and came out and put up a pole and charged me $800 and got it away from the house to get really good reception, um, I don't have those issues anymore. Like I remember living in Park City and we were recording tonight and either you, I, or Steven would send a text message like, sorry guys. Internet's out. Internet's down. Uh, are we mm-hmm. going to game tonight? Internet's down. And I haven't yeah. had that issue with uh, internet uh, out here. And uh, so now that they're digging lines and putting up the boxes and everything, I, I keep like getting the Cox guy knocking on my door. And finally, the other day, like mom answered the door and she's like, well, let me go get my son. It's his house. And uh, the Cox guy's here. And I went out, and I'm like, no, I don't want your shitty internet. I've already had it. I haven't been happy with the service. I already have great service out here. Please leave us alone. I shut the door in its face. Mom was like, that was just rude. You don't have to be that way. Yeah, Mom. And I'm like, you don't have to answer the door, Mom. I mean, (laughs) you didn't know that guy. Fuck him. (laughs) Then you lean in and whisper, you did this. (laughs) Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Just let me be a shut-in shrew and leave me alone. Yeah. Well, you know, we make lemons into lemonade around this place, and uploading these episodes one by one, I'm not going to complain because we did this, you know, on purpose, but it has been equally 
irritating because how slow it takes to get uploaded, but also it's been a hell of a lot of fun because it's almost been like a pixelated paranormal retrospective for me because I'm literally going through downloading the episodes I didn't have on my hard drive anymore, but then also cutting and pasting all the episode descriptions off of pixelatedsausage.com um, and then, you know, putting those on our website and uploading them one by one. So it's been pretty cool to go through and like read the descriptions of the first 60 episodes because not to be sentimental, but I've got like really weird, unique, suppressed memories from almost every episode where I'm like, oh, fuck, I remember doing the research on that episode or, oh, fuck, I remember Preston texting me. Sorry, I'm not crying. I choked on my spit. Uh, I remember Preston. <laughs> I remember you texting me and being like, so what the fuck are we going to talk about tonight? And then yeah. it'd be like a mad dash to the news sites or like looking through half a dozen saved articles I have on my phone or, you know, stuff people tagged us in on Facebook. It's It's been really fucking cool. So the amount of frustration I have trying to get these things uploaded in a timely manner is outweighed by just the joy of going through here and just being like, oh, shit, I remember the idea behind that. Or, um, like I said, I've uploaded uh, 61 episodes, and coming up here in about another six or seven, we're going to have our first pit stop, paranormal pit stop number one. And these were bonus episodes before we did a weekly episode where you and I were just like, fuck it, maybe we upload an extra show here and there and call them Paranormal Pit Stops, where it's just like the two of us. Yeah. And it's almost what we called this episode, but I realized quickly that, no, this will drop technically in the feed uh, before Pit Stop 1 and 2. And then the Pit Stops kind of stopped <laughs> as soon as they yeah. started, but... I think pit stop number two was one where um, you were out of town or something was going on and like we couldn't record. So I thought this would be the perfect time for me to do this Kung Fu Master Kill Bill Volume 3 story. And it was like the first episode where I'm like, this is so fucking odd doing this show by myself <laughs> because I'm so used to talking to you, talking to Steve, cracking jokes. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's like all me. So I would like do two minutes and be like, oh, I fucked it up. And then I'd start over and then I just kind of cut and pasted the whole show together to make it sound like I knew what I was doing. And then I'm like. I'm going to add sound effects to this show. So then I went on YouTube and like, you know, recorded really shitty sound effects oh, dude, and yeah. try to add them in. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Look how far we've gotten with sound effects and background music. Um, a oh, lot boy. of the sound effects, buddy, are still me bootlegging them off of YouTube into my <laughs> microphone and cleaning up the audio. <laughs> uh. But no, um, you are slightly wrong. You did that for the very first pit stop. Oh, okay. Yes. Paranormal Pit Stop number one was bonus episode. Imagine a world where the mind and soul of a man could reach its full potential, where stories like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon are real. A world where Kung Fu masters can heal each other with energy and can communicate with the spirit world. Well, folks, grab your nunchucks and prepare yourselves for the Magnus of Java as Preston leaves the rest of the gang at the Bates Motel and takes the paranormal caddy for a spin by himself in the first pixelated paranormal pit stop. Mm. So, yeah, buddy, you uh, pulled up your big boy panties and did that first one by yourself. Yeah, look at that. Yep, that one you had done. Mm -mm -mm. 
I want to say September 2018. Fuck, that's... There's so many weird coincidences, and I'll talk about these, you know, uh, what would you call that, uh, similarities, singularities, um, with doing all this, but yeah, the first pit stop was September 15th, 2018, so, I mean, it's a couple days past of being the anniversary of that, but it's just a really fun coincidence, and then, um, our pit stop number two would have been a couple years later. No, shit, the next year, April 10th, 2019. Uh, Paranormal Pit Stop number two, Happy Beer Day. That's right, folks, we got another detour here, and this time we're going to chat a little bit about beer to celebrate National Beer Day. That means on this episode, we're talking, we're taking a short break from the usual stuff to tell you some fun facts about one of Earth's most favorite beverages. And it's a beverage I haven't had for... A month and a half. Yeah, man. Daddy's gone dry. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Uh, I've got a drinking problem, and it's because I had to stop drinking. Well, that's good. No, yeah. that's the problem. I stopped drinking. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about this episode and why I say there's so many weird you know, similarities and singularities and coincidences is the first news story we're going to talk about is a jawbone being discovered. Second news story is going to be about a brand new way to um, take care of your burial remains. And it's going to be sandwiched, like I said earlier, between episode 61 and 62 of the new feed. But episode 62, the one right after this, was titled A Tale of Deception Amongst a Few Odd Fellows, uh, which was the origins of Pixelated Paranormal. And this is the episode where we talked about what we wanted to uh, do with our remains when we were buried. Okay. But so the first article, though, we've never covered because you made it sound like we've covered both articles. And I don't remember ever talking about a jawbone being discovered. No, you're fine. Because if you go back on our text thread, I actually sent you two other stories before the two we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. So you had one where it was um, a guy got arrested from ordering and selling body parts on Facebook, which we covered a few episodes back, I believe. And then there was another one where a guy was banned from continuing autopsies due to unlawful services. And unless I'm just having a really weird uh, deja vu, I swear we talked about at least that first story. Uh, no. Previously. Dude, I n- never remember it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, any hoozle, what's funny is this episode is originally going to be about, you know, selling body parts online and, you know, people getting in trouble for doing like really shitty autopsies. And then I cut that short, but we are going to talk about these other two, you know, human remains stories. And it's just funny because the next episode is basically what we wanted to do with our <laughs> remains after we died. Nice. Yeah, so it's just really fun. There's a lot of coincidences. Um, Doing this has been a whole hell of a lot of fun, even though it's been a pain in the ass. Uh, But we do it because we love the show and we love all of you guys. So there we go. Well, hell, we've already taken up 10 minutes. Let's just go ahead and uh, get into these stories, shall we? Pop, drop, and lock it, baby. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the first story, a human jawbone was recently found in the Iowa River, and it could potentially be thousands of years old. The discovery of a human jawbone submerged in a remote stretch of river running through central Iowa has triggered a police investigation. And after several weeks of digging, investigators have returned with a surprising answer. 
So workers had stumbled upon the jawbone in early August while conducting a wildlife survey for the county of uh, Marshall County. Investigators went to the site and researched and uncovered the bones initially. Fuck me. Investigators went to the site and searched, uncovering more bones initially that were believed to be human, but later determined them to be animal. But the jawbone was a mystery in itself. This lone piece of an unknown person would go on to later tell deputies that it was several years old. And in actuality, it's an ancient discovery. The county passed the jaw along to state medical examiner's office, and they examined it and handed it over then to state archaeologists. The jawbone is more than a piece of evidence investigators found. It's a piece of an ancient history, the remains of a man who lived and died several thousand years ago. The mandible was determined to likely belong to a prehistoric Native American, middle-aged or older, male. Investigators didn't provide a specific time frame in which the man may have lived and died, but with additional historical research, they may be able to find out the answers there. Evidence collected in recent years have shown that humans began inhabiting America at approximately 13,000 years ago, where ancient populations had expanded rapidly across all the continents. So who knows, man? This could be a whole nother branch of history for the uh, U.S. Yeah. that we're, you know, ignorant to at this point. So I, this is kind of like one of those touchy subjects because um, when anytime we find like ar- archaeological digs here in America and we start, you know, digging them up, on one hand, um, I always think it's important to be respectful of other cultures and so mm-hmm. um we we not only us but even as, as europeans like a european nation um when you had the british colonies and we were you know we were going to egypt we were going to um you know india mm-hmm. and we would just ship shit back to england and so everything was in a museum and we we didn't really care about the historical or cultural significance to that particular place that we were discovering uh, the these items it, it's ours it's we're shipping it back to us and then you know in the 1920s and 1930s like fuck we were doing the same thing like we were going to like you know Egypt and we'd ship the ship back to the United States and so you know you go to the Smithsonian you, you go to Chicago you know like the, the Metropolitan Museum and all these places and uh, you know, even here in Wichita, we have that, you know, museum of world histories or world treasures that half the shit's fake, but half of it's not, right? And, and we pillage basically from all all of these, these different cultures. And typically in Native American cultures, when these items are discovered, they immediately want them to be reburied so that they're with the ancestors. And to a certain degree, I think that's something that's important and we should respect that. However, modern day DNA testing... Um, there, like in France, for example, there was a, uh, family that thought that they were related to the Merovingians, which were supposed to have blood ties to, uh, Mary Magdalene. And they, they actually discovered a tomb that had the remains of somebody that was a Merovingian. And so they were able to do DNA testing from those remains and then actually do a population of DNA testing throughout France to actually find the living relatives of this person um, to tie that back. So 
part of me wishes like, hey, you know, before we bury these remains again, like, can we not do DNA testing on it? And then maybe go out to some of these reservations and say, hey, can we get DNA samples from you guys so that we know exactly which tribe this person belongs to? Because when you go so far back, nomadic tribes, like a lot of times they just like we discovered in this area. So we're giving it to this tribe, even though those might be the remains of a tribe that's like five miles in the other, you know, five miles in the other direction or 100 miles in the other direction. And so to a certain degree, I, I always think that, you know, maybe we should put more stock in DNA testing so that we can understand the migration patterns of these cultures and understand the history a little bit more before we just either rebury it or just stick it in a museum. Um, so. Well, holy shit, man. That's, uh, yeah. that's what I love about this. I'll find an article and be like, that's halfway interesting. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, yeah, also I uh, studied this quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, if you don't want to end up in a museum or found washed up in a riverbank, here's an idea of what you can do with your remains. Now, Preston, you and I have talked in length about this over several episodes, and we decided, you know, being pressed into a Frisbee is fun, or even pressed into a vinyl record could be kind of cool. But California has now set to offer human composting as an option for the deceased. California is set to offer the option of natural organic reduction, otherwise known as human composting, for burials. The process involves a funeral service provider placing the body in a steel case surrounded by wood chips, straw, and alfalfa, in which they decompose in a controlled process for around 30 days. That's published from the Smithsonian Magazine. Then, one human body produces one to two cubic yards of compost, which can then be used as a fertilizer, particularly for conservation projects or gardens. State regulations must be created in order to make a program to regulate the practice by the year 2027 in California per a recent bill signed by Governor Gavin Newsom, according to NBC News. They go on to say, Washington State now allows you to compost your grandmother instead of burying her. Picture the forest floor, rich earth, continually replenished by fallen trees, dry leaves, and a bright moss. New roots reach through each layer, drawing nutrients into the branches high above. Recompost uses the principles of nature to transform our dead into soil, writes the Recompost website. The company represents itself as an environmentally... Jesus, if I could only read on this episode, nothing changes. The company presents half itself... (laughs) The company presents itself as an environmentally friendly alternative to traditional burial practices. Cremation burns fossil fuels and emits carbon dioxide and then particulates into the atmosphere. Conventional burial consumes valuable urban land, polluting the soil and contributing to climate change through resource-intensive manufacture and transport of (laughs) caskets, headstones, and grave liners. So, essentially, I mean, this seems like a pretty solid answer to a lot of our problems. You ain't got to worry about buying a house and having it over a burial ground anymore. You don't got to worry yeah. about a bunch of cars burning up gas, delivering you from here to there. I think it's a solid option. 
So it was either Switzerland or um, Iceland, Greenland, you know, one of those smaller nations where they're running out of, like, land. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the population has gotten bigger. So it was probably, like, four years ago, five years ago, that they decided that, like, some of their burial, like, cemeteries, that they actually went in and pumped a bunch of, like, sulfur some type of like sulfuric acid or whatever it is into the ground and um, just got rid of everything Jeffrey Dahmer style. And then um, that allowed them to reuse uh, that cemetery for like modern day burials. Cause they're like, fuck, we don't have anywhere else on this, this little plot of land to bury all these people. What are we going to do? And so they just basically liquefied all the bodies down Mm-hmm. That way they could just reuse that for future generations. I don't know how people feel about that, but that might, you know, be an idea. Um, I know, like, currently, um, you know, how, how we do it is you have to build, you know, you, you dig out the, the actual the grave. We put in a concrete, almost like vault, and then the casket gets lowered into that, and then you steal the top of the vault. However, you're basically creating like a basically a concrete can of chunky chicken noodles soup like you know Campbell's mm-hmm. beef stew because yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. just everything's marinating in there and so like when we buried my aunt my you know my grandfather and my grandmother were buried right next to her you could see like leak off of something in the bottom around her concrete vault and it smelled really bad and um uh, so occasionally, like, all that shit is just floating around underground. I don't know how great that is for, you, you know, when you're living in a city. Like, can that eventually contaminate, like, the water supply? Um, you know, how does it affect the, the houses around the neighborhood? Maybe we, we, you know, we need to think about, rethink some of our burial practices. Um, you know, my, my brother, who's Buddhist, we've been recently kind of chit-chatting and talking, you know, all the all the times I made fun of him for shitting on his cat. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's going through a little bit of a tough time right now, so he's getting more into Buddhism. And you know, he told me the other day, like, "Hey, when when I pass, um, do you think you can contact one of the, the monasteries around town and maybe do like a, a traditional, you know, Tibetan burial where you guys just light me on fire?" Um, and I'm like, "Hey, if that's what you want, buddy, I will be glad, you know, to." To help you out with that, I'll fucking just smother your dead remains in gasoline and, you know, put my cigar out on you and light you on fire and send you on your way. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised he didn't offer up the old uh, Tibetan sky burial, man. Is he scared of uh, vultures? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm down for that, too. But then I'd have to smell him for like a week because I'd be like having to go check on him. Like, you know, <laughs> oh. the vultures done their job and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, stinky, stinky. I must. I I re- would rather have that. To, remember that story that we covered about the rock star where he died and his buddies took him out to the the desert um, by like Joshua Tree and like fucked it all up and then got arrested <laughs> for burning a body. <laughs> I do. I I want that type of story with Jason. Like, okay. you Fair. know, you've shit on the cat so many times. Uh, you know, look, maybe I I need like another story of how I got arrested because I was trying to like you know do your last wishes and, you know, burn your body Tibetan style and I got arrested. Like, I might need that. 
Well, what can you do, buddy? If you yeah. do manage to take him out to Joshua Tree, uh, take a tape recorder with you and document the whole thing, and I'll be glad to share the story on an upcoming <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, this is Sean Pixelated Paranormal, and uh, with me, as always, is myself, because the other part of the show is in jail. <laughs> yeah. Paranormal Pit Stop number three, why my co-host is in prison, and yeah. other ways to deface a corpse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Well, shall we jump into a main topic of this episode, which has fallen off the rails, yet seems fitting for this podcast? Recently, presto, I came across the story of an alien abduction from the website Phantoms and Monsters. And this is a website that we have covered stories from in the past. But oddly enough, we're coming up on the four-year anniversary of an abduction case that happened in Viti or Viti, Finland on September 30th, 2018. The story concerns a family of three from Viti, Finland, who had quite the surreal encounter with an aliens from another world. Now, the main witness was watching TV that evening with his wife and his daughter, when his computer suddenly turned off and everything in the house became eerily silent. When the man went back to the window, he saw a black car-shaped object with red and blue lights flickering off and on, and then a black man-sized thing with a blurry face suddenly came into their house. Now, the witness moved to protect his family, but the being apparently used some sort of magnetic beam to paralyze him and render him unable to move. They then put a metallic cage-like apparatus around his head, and then they beat the family dogs within an inch of their lives and left them to die. Then the witness lost consciousness altogether and later awoke and discovered he was being led along by the blurry-faced entities and being commanded to masturbate, which unfortunately he wasn't able to do. Now, the man tried to tell his wife and daughter to run, but was unable to shout or make any noises. He was told repeatedly to masturbate, and when he could not, a device was then placed into his anus, and he passed out again. The witness woke up again, and upon this time, he realized that the creature was now looking more human and proceeded to beat him relentlessly, breaking his nose and stabbing him in the leg with some sort of strange device. The aliens then told him that they had taken his sperm by force and that it would be taken for laboratory tests. They then used a stone-like object to repair the damage to the house and left him there in a state of sheer terror. Now, in his own words, here's what he says happened. We were watching TV. TV and computer go black, but the lights stayed on. Outside and inside went totally silent. I went to the kitchen window to look out, and there was a black, car-sized, totally black object that was flashing red to blue. Suddenly, my wife was at the front door with two black man-sized things. They had black overalls on, and their faces were blurry. I yelled to them to leave us alone and to leave my wife, and for my wife to run upstairs to get our daughter to safety. But she didn't move. 
the black man-like abductors came inside to our entry room, and I tried to run, but they launched some kind of magnetic beam, and my legs stopped moving totally, and I fell down. They came beside me and put some metal cage around my head, and it started to flash white bright light, and then I had a huge pain in my head. They beat our dogs and didn't heal them, and they controlled my wife. She was dull, even as I was crying in pain. She said to shut up as I had no reason to cry. Her eyes had black and red rings around, and she moved strangely. After I woke, they made me walk upstairs to my bed. One of them commanded me to masturbate, but I couldn't. He walked me to my daughter's room. There was the other abductor standing, and my wife and daughter were naked at the bed. Both lying in a bridge-like posture, and their eyes were round and had black-red rings, and they talked dull to me. I'd cried to them to run away, but my wife talked again like I was crazy and to do what I was told to do. I cried, I can't masturbate, so they took me back to my own bedroom and they stuffed some sort of apparatus to my anus. I passed out again, and when I awoke, they had human-like faces now and started to beat me. They stuffed a knife in my right leg and my nose was broken. Then other alien took me to a toilet, and I saw in the mirror my poor reflection, and I was naked and bleeding all over. They said I needed... They said they need to take my sperm, and they would cultivate and replicate my offspring for lab test subjects. I felt terrified. After that, they used some kind of stone-like object and fixed all the damages. It took a couple of months to remember this all. My family doesn't remember anything about this. And of course, that's about as far as the story goes. I looked this up on a couple other websites. The story kind of runs dry there, but it's not the first case of abduction to have damages done to a home only to be fixed by some kind of weird Minecraft-like stone that repairs damages to both organic tissue like skin and also you know non-organic material like houses wood and metal so i don't know presto what do you think man have you heard any website i'm sorry heard any stories like that before no yeah i i though this is this is odd mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah what a great story just to drop in a uh <laughs> much ado about nothing episode apropos of nothing yeah <laughs> And they told me to masturbate, so I did. Yeah, fuck. That That part's just bizarre. I mean, we've heard stories of, you know, cultivating sperm and egg samples from humans to do God knows what, you know, hybrid um, projects and everything else. But it's just kind of sad to be told to do that, and then you're in sheer terror. So I'm sure it's not the easiest thing to do, and then walk by and see them doing God knows what to your wife and your daughter in another room, you know. Yeah, usually they just uh, stick like a suction cup thing on your wangy and mm-hmm. suck it out and mm-hmm. do the work for you. So it's like the first time I've heard it, they're like, do it. We want to watch. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. And it makes you wonder, too, like what was going on with his wife and daughter in the other room. If they were in a bridge-like stance, you know, I think of like yoga where you do a bridge where you're 
back is arched up and your legs are kind of open. So, I mean, they could have been cultivating egg samples from them. Who knows? Like that uh, scene in The Exorcist, like when she's in the on her back and she's walking down the stairs all spider-like. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, super, super creepy. Yeah. Well, what a great place to leave off in a random episode <laughs> buried among all the other episodes. So, Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Well, the goal is still to have all the episodes uploaded and then continue where we left off. I would be willing to bet you there may be one more random episode like this tucked somewhere in the feed. So keep your eyes peeled on the social media. For now, we will make an announcement when another episode drops if it is not, you know, properly placed at episode 252. But uh, sorry for the randomness and for the abrupt episode. We're still actively trying to get everything else finished up. But for now... We'd like to say please follow us on the old Instagram if you haven't yet. PXL Paranormal. Check us out on Facebook, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your old teachers from high school to check us out if they haven't already. And then if you could, please find the new feed on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon, Spotify, and wherever else you can find us at the moment. Please rate and review us. If you had left a previous review in the past or rating, um, if you can, if it's not too much trouble, maybe leave us another one. That's the biggest drawback is we did lose subs and also ratings from the old podcast feed. But uh, such is life, you know, such is life. Yeah, and we're uh, YouTube. We're up to two hundred and three subscribers oh, now. Yeah, so, yeah. So we gained a gained a couple since last time. I think we're at two hundred one, and uh, so <clears throat> two more fresh ones. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds oddly strange, but hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We have a comment on episode one hundred forty two from the old uh, YouTube. Sup, Jay commented on the video. The intro felt a little long. Thanks for the vid, though. <laughs> oh, buddy, thanks for the comment. Yeah, I wonder what uh, what what the uh, what the show topic was that? Ah, uh, the Zanfredi abduction. Oh, yeah. I don't know. One thing I'm going to try to do if I still have the raw file is when I go on there on the um, what was it? The abduction to the ninth planet. What was that one called? That series. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, something like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is what we we named it. Whatever episode we had done where I had that horrible, horrible filter on there that, like, warbled back and forth and made you feel like you had vertigo, I'm gonna try to get that fixed if I can before I repost it, so fingers crossed we can fix that problem, but we shall see. But as of right now, today, we have the new feed up on... Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and a few other smaller ones. Uh, currently still waiting for Google to do the verification. I thought that should be done by now, but fingers crossed we get up there. Uh, Preston, have you had a chance to upload anything new to the old YouTube feed? Uh, no, because like I said, I, I try not to do um, like the uh, news articles mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so technically, I only have like two two episodes to make a video for and upload for us to be current on our topic videos. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we're actually not that far behind on YouTube. So. Okay, that's not too bad then. Heck yeah, heck yeah. 
And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best damn beard that you can grow and look your best and smell your best, then you need to go over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. And pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum, Dundee, Sweeter, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, Classic, and Sweet Tobacco. Because let me tell you what, if you got Dobbs on your face, I can guarantee you'll never be in a room with aliens that are telling you to jerk off and why they're watching. Because they're going to be amazed with how great your beard looks. So do yourself a favor, go over to Dobbs, get it all, make your beard the best it can be. Boom shakalaka. Now one thing I would like to ask is... I think to celebrate the new feed, what we could do also is drop another massive listener story episode. So if you guys are listening and you have a story that you want to share with us, please send us a voicemail if you'd like to do that. We have a Google voicemail, 913-662-3144. Leave us a story or an encounter or just something bizarre that you've come across, and we'll happily share it on an upcoming episode. If not, you can email us to pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. You can shoot us some PMs. You can slide into our DMs, whatever you got to do. You can reach out to us personally if you know us, you know, in uh, real life. But please share some stories with us because we've got some pretty good ones that we've been getting. I'd love to do another big two-parter. So that might be kind of rad to celebrate the brand new podcast feed once we get caught up. So, yeah, please send us your stories. We'll share them on an upcoming episode. Okie dokie, pokey art of chokey. Let's get out of here. On behalf of Big Steven, I'd love to say cheers to the weird stuff in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.